Welcome to Sunny in Seattle with your host, Sunny Joy. And coming up on today's show, well, you've guessed it already. Yep, it's the first Friday of the month, and you know what that means. Uh Uh-huh. We're checking in with Dr. Alessandra Duke, and she will help us continue following the light, following the energy, and following breadcrumbs from the universe, even during challenging times. So where in the world is Dr. Alessandra now? And now I welcome your host for the day, Sunny Joy. And welcome, welcome, everybody. Good morning. It's sunny in Seattle time. And as Benny mentioned in the intro, it is the first Friday of the month, which means I am joined by my first Friday co-host. Dr. Alessandra Duke. Hi. Yay. And so sunny in Seattle is here every Friday from 9 to 10 a.m. on Alternative Talk, 1150 a.m. KKNW in Seattle and 103.3 KPCA in Petaluma, bringing you amazing guests and resources that will help you create a life filled with joy, peace, freedom, and purpose. It is radio that positively shines. And if you can't catch the show live, You can always access the show archives. Those are found at 1150kknw.com. And then you can also find the show on iTunes and Podcast One. My website is goldenoversoul.com. And Alessandra, yours is? Uh, Mine is alessandraduke.com. Okay, so um, so uh, first and foremost, um, so when we texted yesterday to prepare for, I mean, when I say prepare, like we're kind of beyond <laughs> that at this point, it's more yeah. like, uh, uh, is there anything major we need to talk about, anything to avoid, all those things? And yeah. so it's like, where the heck are you? So before we go any further, we need to ask where in the world is Dr. Alessandra? Benny- Tell me where in the world. Dr. Alessandra. Tell me where in the world. Tell me where can she be? (laughs) Oh my gosh, that was amazing. Do you remember that? Where in the world is Carbon City? And I emailed Benny this morning and I was like, I feel like we need to start doing that as some type of, and sure enough, Benny's like, can you connect a little early on Skype? And he was like, look what I made. Benny, play, do you mind playing it again? Yeah, you'd like just the clip? Sure, not a problem. Tell me where in the world is Dr. Alessandra. Tell me where in the world is. Tell me where can she be? Oh, and he did. I could listen to it all day. Oh, don't oh. worry, you will be. You will be. There's more. If you want a little bit of snippet from the rest of the entire song I did this morning. China, tell me where in the world is Dr. Alessandra. Steal their soul in South Korea. Oh, yeah. I had a kick in the pants this morning. my life right now. I love it so much. Oh, my God. Here's Dr. Alessandra. Oh, my gosh. That was amazing. Per usual, Benny's on it, making our lives better with music and and all kinds of fun things. So, Yeah, if only I had Benny just kind of following me around to create a soundtrack for everything I was doing. I mean, I am available, so you just have to say the word. I got you. (laughs) This is amazing. So... Well, where am I? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. I like to say this. My body is presently in the state of Washington. 
because I had to come back to take care of a few things and let go of our house and um, pack up my things. So I'm going to be doing some releasing of the things here, but I'm technically in Virginia. So I made it. I drove all the way out on my solo journey to the East Coast. And that was, you know, that's been over the course of, gosh, you know, it's been five months since I left Washington. So I just flew back really quick to take care of some things. And then I will fly back and be on the East Coast. Yeah. <laughs> and then once you are on the East Coast in Virginia, how long yes. do, you, do you even know how long you'll be there? Okay, well, the plan is starting to become a little bit clearer. Okay. So it's been interesting because I'm staying in Virginia with a best friend who's like a sister to me, right? She's like, she's sort of like a, a, a sunny of the East Coast. <laughs> not sunny at all. Just sunny's my West Coast bud. And then I've got my East Coast bud. So, um, so this friend, she was so sweet. She, you know, she was like, <laughs> she said to me, you know, I really think you've got a lot to figure out. And I think you should stay until Christmas. <laughs> I said, oh, friend, that's so sweet. And then we were in the line for bagels one morning and she just started crying. And she was like, I don't think you'll stay till Christmas. Oh, no. <laughs> she said, I feel like you've got other things that you're being kind of called to do. And so, so it, it, I think I'm going to use her home as a little bit of like a home base out there, but I'm going to stay in, um, in Richmond, Virginia, actually a place, um, you know, my friend lives in Charlottesville and I was wanting to check out Richmond. And so a place opened up for me to stay in Richmond for a couple of weeks in November. Um, and then I feel really called to check out, um, I know it's an interesting time politically in different places, but um, in terms of just the, the city itself and the geographic location, I feel really called to check out Charleston, mm -hmm. South Carolina. So I'm going to head down there, I think is my plan, unless the universe has another idea for me, which sometimes it does. So I'm thinking about starting the journey down south to where it's just kind of warmer and warmer and warmer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So maybe Charleston and then Savannah. And, you know, this was at one point a plan in my head, like, a oh, wouldn't it be nice plan? But that just seemed sort of, to my logical mind, a little bit ridiculous. But now is feeling like very doable. Um yeah, and I just want to point out when we first started updating on your journey, and this was I can't believe five months ago we've had that we should have done this clip like the where yes. in the world is Dr. Alessandra yes. months ago. Yeah, <laughs> I can always but, add it into the shows. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Look at it. Not a problem. <laughs> Thanks, Benny. But yeah, when you were first starting out, when things opened up, let's say Pasadena was one of the first stops that you left after coming through Petaluma in, yeah. in Northern California. And we were just like each detail of how the place opened up in Pasadena and how, oh, this, you know, it came for free or it was like, yes. at, you know, a fraction of the cost. And you just breezed right at you were like, well, a place opened up in Richmond for two weeks and then I'm going to blah, 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 and I have the home base until Christmas. And I'm like, it has become so 
the, the, the you being in flow is so, yeah. um, it, not commonplace, but like you're used to it by now that it's like, yeah. oh yeah, of course a place opened up. That's just what's going to happen. It's just, where is it going to be? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. And it's really, it's, it's amazing because, you know, I used to feel in so much stress, like what's, you know, what's going to happen and nothing's opening up. And, and I feel like so much of that has lessened because I, I just know that, I know that something's going to work out. I know the right thing will unfold. And so it's, you know, it's, it's, I've built up that trust muscle so much in the last five months that it, it really is. I just, it has absolutely changed me. You know, mm -hmm. I even like coming back to Bellingham and being here for just a, you know, short period of time to take care of things. It's like, I feel like I, I just feel like a completely different human just seeing it with new eyes. And yeah, it's been amazing to just kind of trust that. And really funny when I'm talking with people who maybe, um, let's say, how would we say it? Maybe don't kind of think about divine support of the universe as much as I like to. And so I'll be telling them things like, you know, they'll say, well, where's the next plan? And what's your timing? And what's the timeline? And what's going on? And I, and I say something like, well, I'm, I haven't got, I haven't got the nudge yet, or I haven't got the message yet. So I'm, I'm waiting for the message. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> and then those people look at me like, what is wrong with but I know what I'm waiting for, you know, um, and it's yeah. still taking a bunch of action. So it's not like I'm sitting around just like waiting to hear the message. But, you know, I know that I'll get it in, you know, strong nudges or signs or a conversation, you know, will open yes. up. So, yeah, it's been amazing. And I just I want to jump in and emphasize, I don't know, because this is something that has been for me on my own trust journey, mm -hmm. which has looked different than yours, because yours has been like, man, it's been like you went to. You went to trust boot camp. Like, yes, it, that was the word that came to mind when you, as soon as you started saying, like, <laughs> I breezed right through and just said, you know, something opened up. I'm like, because I think I've been in boot camp or something. <laughs> yes. And so you've gotten it like condensed and man, yes. it, like you are living it every day. Whereas mine's been like in bits and pieces over the last 10 years or so since I really stepped away from my life in Austin. I can't believe it will be 10 years um, I mean, wow. really the whole thing, the ball started rolling in, in, um, I guess like serious terms around my marriage and around leaving mm -hmm. in 2011. So anyway, 10 years, but <clears throat> I wanted to just point out for people like me who, oh my gosh, we are so, we are such planners as humans and potentially mm -hmm. I think this is so affected by our culture and the fact that we are taught that we have to plan for, you know, years and years for retirement. And again, I am yes. not trying to go out there and say, don't <laughs> create a retirement, don't plan for the future. I'm just saying for folks like you and me who mm -hmm. want to participate in a grand experiment to see if there's another way, then, okay, for those folks. So that's who I'm speaking mm -hmm. to. So <clears throat> we're told, you know, you need to plan so far ahead and you need to really like put it all on paper and just know. And as humans, I think we're, we know that it's related to our survival. We feel like if we plan, mm -hmm. we will survive. If we don't, we will die. Mm -hmm. And um, what I have found is that the universe's timing is so not human timing. And often mm -hmm. it comes right down to the human wire yes. of when it needs to happen. And I will just share an example um, uh, for those of you 
who knows Sarah Landon. Um, and this is something that she has shared publicly. So it's, and you can, if you follow her on Facebook, you'll see these things too. But um, she'd been in a beautiful, beautiful home that I had the pleasure to visit uh, while she was there in Santa Barbara in the Montecito neighborhood. Mm. And beautiful up in the hills. I mean, this compound of a property was just ideal. Um, so she'd rented it for several years, um, but then it turned out that the owner wants to sell it. And so Sarah had to find a new place. And I say had to. And of course, you know, there's that initial human like, oh my God, this place has been so perfect for my animals and, and for my clients because mm -hmm. it just was the perfect setup. So mind you, you know, Sarah is kind of like, I mean, much like us, she knows that the right place, that, that if it's happening, it's happening for a reason. It's mm -hmm. going to be even better, not better in like fancier, grander, right. bigger, whatever, <laughs> but better in what will fit her soul. Mm -hmm. And so sure enough, and it's coming down to the wire. Like she needs to be out by a certain date. The new place has not presented itself, has not presented itself. And she, you know, was very connected to some other folks who work in the realm that she does intuitive channels. And they were like, I really don't think it's going to happen before, like literally the day before. <laughs> and yeah. sure enough on the day before she, this, she just happens to be scoping out a property website. This place gets listed. It was, it was a completely fluke of it being listed because the people were not supposed to, you know, they thought they'd be there forever, but something came up for them. She goes and visits and it's literally a farm in the Valley. And so she now has a horse. A beautiful horse that she purchased that oh. she can now have. So it's like, but it didn't happen until very much the day before. <laughs> it was like right down to the wire. So for anyone else out there, things are so in flux right now. Um, yes. For so many people, uh, I think, you know, some of the economic repercussions of the last several months are really beginning to hit and people are moving and shifting and finances are changing, jobs mm -hmm. are changing. <sighs> Just look mm -hmm. at Alessandra's story. Yeah. <laughs> Look at Sarah's story. Look at my story. The right thing will come along if you stay tuned in. You will be provided and cared for. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love it. And it, it reminds me so much of, you know, and you've mentioned this book to the um, uh, Martha Beck's book, the North Star. What is it? Um, uh, following, following your own star, finding yes. your own star. Sorry, finding your own star. I think you know. I, you know, and that's something that I listened to when I was driving too, because it, it just felt. Um, I like so much of what she talks about, and really would recommend people check that out because I think that when you are following, when you're tuned into the universe, when you're following that kind of guidance internal, internally and intuitively, the timing really is, is so different than what we're used to, you know, in our kind of human minds where we've got this deadline and we set five-year goals and one-year goals and <laughs> yeah. three-year goals and 10-year goals. And I think, you know, as I've been sort of, um, you know, feeling more guided, I've just realized like, whoa, I just, you know, even what I thought was going to happen five years ago, one year ago has unfolded so differently. Mm -hmm. And with this trip is such a great example. I mean, there's no way I could have planned this adventure the way that it has unfolded. You know, I mean, it's, it's, it's seriously been just following those breadcrumbs every single turn, you know, and yeah. it's, it's unfolded, you know, I mean, we've talked about where it like, it started with one week of it was planned. And now it's like, I've been, I've been doing this for five months now. Mm. 
I mean, I just can't believe it. And the, um, the like level of connections I've gotten to make with old friends, new people that have come in, um, you know, even relationships that have needed to shed, right. Friendships Mm -hmm. that have needed to shed because when we're, when we are evolving there, there's going to be people that no longer relate to that sort of frequency and that kind of energy. And that can feel to our human selves just really so heartbreaking, right? Yeah. Because when those people go or when things shift or something like that, um, but I'm, it, it seems to all be happening sort of perfectly. So, yeah. And I will say for I, what you just expressed that for so many people right now, especially as we're going through this transformation of consciousness and more people are adopting a new way of being are really follow going down more of a spiritual path. And, um, I think raising vibration, not only of the collective, but in our individual lives, which is Mm -hmm. what's contributing to the collective rise in consciousness. But there's a term for what you just said about how when you change, I mean, you can think of it in human physical terms, you know, that as you change, friendships change and some fall away. But even mm-hmm. in energetic terms, as your frequency changes, it's not going to be the same fit frequency. It's just like changing your radio station. Your yes. frequency is different now. That means to tune in with another person, you're going to need to be on the same frequency. And sometimes those radio stations change. Um, and so in our coaching tradition, this is a Martha Beck term, but she calls it the empty elevator. And it's like when you're going up, um, you've been riding an elevator with a certain group of folks. And sometimes the doors open and they get out on a, and not a lower, higher, like we're better and more evolved. It's just a different floor. So it's, yes. it's just a metaphor. But um, I would, I will say for you, I think you're going up and <laughs> not everybody is going to go where you're going. Yeah. And when, but the cool thing is, even if you're riding the elevator by yourself, which you're not, but I'm saying, even if you're for someone out there listening, if you feel alone in your elevator right now, do not lose hope. The elevator is moving and the doors are going to open. And when they open at the floor that is yours, there will be a group of people waiting to welcome you who are the same, you know, mind, heart, and spirit as you are. And you can then support each other as you get back on the elevator together and keep going. So, yeah. And I will say, you know, that there's been many times where it feels like I'm on the elevator all alone, (laughs) you know? And so it's, you know, I want people to hear that too, that even though I'm, you know, I'm offering some different highlights and things like that on, on the show that there's also, you know, there's, there's other parts where it's like, yeah, it can feel on some days like, oh my gosh, what have I done? I'm in this elevator all alone and like, okay, yay, I'm going up, but I'm all by myself. And having to remind myself that like, you know, that's not entirely accurate. And I can see that. But also, it just can feel a little bit lonely sometimes when things are shifting and evolving, and that that gets to be okay, too. Right. And something that I've really developed on this journey is, um, I've really worked on my relationship with myself. So when those thoughts start, you know, kind of creeping up, like, Oh my gosh, I'm all alone. What have I done? All of those kinds of negative thoughts that I can counter that a little bit easier be like, well, ah, I don't know that that's totally true. Right. Yeah. Well, dude, just turn around in the elevator. Cause Chase and I are standing back there. Like we will always be in your elevator. <laughs> oh, thanks for being in my elevator. <laughs> I love that. I love the elevator idea because too, because I think that, yeah, we don't want to 
put anybody as like, well, I'm super high vibe. Right. These people are low vibe, no. right? They're you're not matching my vibe. And so it's like, yeah, but if we think about it in that in terms of that elevator and there being a match that I think that that's just that's such a beautiful way of of putting that. Yeah, we could and we could even say we're going lower because we're going inward, we're going deeper, we're going down into the depths where some people don't want to go and that's okay too. Yes. I think we're each here for our own soul journey and some people just have a different course than we do. And that is okay. Yes. Yes. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, oh, that was the other thing I was going to say. Okay. So I have to ask your opinion on something. And I feel like we talked yes. about this a long time ago. I don't know that we have on air. I can't remember. Um, but, um, and don't, don't worry. I'm not going somewhere like super personal. I'm just, asking. <laughs> I was like, well, I love offering a good opinion. So let's do it. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> So I have felt, and this is just me, so this could be my individual soul journey, but I also see this happening strangely for a lot of other people. And I'm wondering if this is, if this is a harbinger, is that the right word? If this is like an indication of kind of where we're going as a collective. So I, so many of us have, and I was one of these people, you know, you, you want to buy a home and settle and put down roots and have a community and there's nothing wrong with that. But for the last several years of my life, we have been largely nomadic. Yes, we did buy a home mm -hmm. and we had it for from 2014 to 2020. Yeah, so we had it for about six years in Seattle. I didn't anticipate that we'd be in that house that long, frankly. Mm -hmm. um, but anyway, just this urge to pick up and like and 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 be ready, like be ready, so that yeah. our we are traveling light. So what I, I don't know what the call is, but when the call comes, like we can move. Like yeah. we can, we can be nimble and light and, uh, ready to, I have no idea what, what's happening. And I don't know if this is just me in my own little life, or mm -hmm. I'm wondering if you kind of feel like you in the last five months learning how nomadic you can be and mm -hmm. how nimble your business can be with you. You yeah. have not stopped seeing clients. In fact, your business no. has picked up since you've been on the yes. journey. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So do you, do you, what are your thoughts on that? Are we being prepared for like being ready to go? I don't know what go where, but you do. Yeah. Do you, do you I mean, myself is, at all clear. <laughs> yes. It is. It is interesting to look at. I mean, where we are even right now, um, you know, with, in terms of like pandemic and what's happening and the ways that people are evaluating their lives and making shifts and, you know, really questioning a lot of what we've been told in terms of, you know, does it work for everyone, you know, there's kind of that like, quote unquote, American dream, right? Yeah. You buy a house and then you, you, it's like you stay in one city and town for kind of the rest of your life with yeah. the same person for the rest of your life. <laughs> yeah. And then you're supposed to be really happy with that. And <laughs> that that should widely apply to everyone. Right. So, and so I think that this is this is an this time is this really unique invitation because it seems like there are so many people that are looking at that and 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 thinking I don't know if this is the right fit for me or why am I here, <laughs> why yeah. am I in this one neighborhood, why why have I decided that I need to absolutely have this home and go nowhere right and so I think people are really evaluating that, and I do think that there is something to to being nimble. And yeah. I can't exactly tell where it is that we're headed with that, but I do know that it's been extremely beneficial to me to, to have this, to be having less stuff 
and less um, less actual things, right? That are, um, you know, we were talking about before we come we came on the show. Like there are very few things that I'm even taking from this home. Yeah. Um, and there's it's this unique um, sort of light lightness that I feel where it's like I can go anywhere, work from anywhere. And there's I yeah there's some. There's something to that. And I can't tell exactly where we're headed, but I just feel like I've gotten all these nudges, you know, even like we've talked about where I had gone completely online with my business before COVID even hit. And so I was really ready when this thing happened um, to transition and to, to be, like you're saying, to be nimble. So yeah, I'm not sure, but I know if we've talked about this, like what is, yeah, what is our new pattern and way of being and what serves us best? And does it serve us best to ha- to do this, this old way of, of being that we've been taught is the dream? And can there be a new type of dream and a new way of being? No? Yeah, absolutely. And I thought, I, I really thought that when we, as much as I knew when we purchased our home in Seattle, it was not our forever home. I wanted to make yeah. a, a, a good investment and get, you know, a return on the investment at the end of whatever time we spent there. Um, so maybe this is different than someone else's home where they're like, it was their dream home and they've want mm-hmm. to stay there. Forever. But I just, I did expect that even though I knew going in it, I didn't foresee it being our forever home. Mm-hmm. I felt like, oh, there, there would be some sadness in letting it go. And all I have felt to be very honest mm-hmm. is relief. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was a, I mean, my God, we have never made a better investment. Like we bought in a neighborhood that in Seattle went up exponentially for the six years that we owned it. So I feel so blessed to have been guided to that house. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I've shared on the show how that was not the house we originally were supposed to have, but we got clearly like directed out of another contract and then mm-hmm. into the home. So anyway, but I, I still felt like we would be, there would be some sadness and, and all it was, was relief. Like, oh my God, it feels now I know we're going against the American dream and shouldn't you want to own a home? Everybody wants to own a home. Right. Isn't that the goal? And so I feel very privileged, very blessed that I have been able to do that in my life several times. Mm-hmm. But I, right now, the last thing in the world I want to do is buy another home. Like I am so freaking happy to be mm-hmm. renting again. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. And <laughs> I'm like looking around at our furniture and I'm like, should we just get rid of everything like Airbnb for the next few years or just live in lovey our Airstream for like, yes. like, let's go completely mobile. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, I just think it's, you know, it's an interesting, I mean, the more people I've talked to that have this kind of mindset, like on, on this adventure, you know, I feel like we meet the people we need to, that sometimes offer us a, a picture, a, like a view into where we are going. You know, they'll talk about living in some way or doing something. And, you know, I've met a lot of these, these people who are working and and traveling and that's just part of how they live you know they're living for 30 days at a time in a different city and because it's an empowered choice that they've made right and they they like being able to see new things they like testing out new cities and the more people that I've met that are kind of doing that the more kind of quote unquote normal that seems and you know the less abnormal I feel and so I think yeah, it just feels like whatever your heart is being called to, to let that be 
more of a possibility for yourself too, right? Because there there are people that are are perfectly called to stay in one place, and I think that that can be a beautiful thing Absolutely. too, right? I, yeah. But just honoring that for yourself. Yeah. And I'm so glad you make that distinction because absolutely, I think there are people who are meant to hold the light in their community for uh, long term. But as I think you articulated it beautifully and you answered the question, I think like for there is a group of us. There are. There is. There is a group. There is a group of us who is being called to do things a little bit differently. And it can feel scary. Um, Yeah kind of cutting trail. I mean, we are, my God, we're way, there have been people out there cutting trail on this path so much longer and better than we have. But I'm just saying yeah. for the, our, our age group, our demographic, um, I think you are absolutely right. And for those, we're speaking to those who feel called, but maybe are scared to answer that call. Mm-hmm. Um, let us be the living proof that if you do decide to answer the call as someone who feels like they need to be more mobile and follow the heart to maybe travel for a while or pick mm-hmm. things up and move. Uh, you can do it and you will be supported. So yes, um, absolutely. I should love we that. take our break? Yeah. Yes. Let's do it. Um, so I think Vinny might even have some break music for us. So uh, we have, we will take our break today just so we can hear the break music <laughs> that Vinny provided. Um, you are listening to Sunny in Seattle. It is first Friday on Sunny in Seattle. So I am one of your co-hosts, Sunny Joy McMillan, joined by Dr. Alessandra Duke. And we will be back in just a few after some great music. The preceding audio was via a Skype call. I'm Dr. Anthony Lazarus, and this is Climate Connections. As the weather gets colder, Carmen Fernholz of Minnesota enjoys looking out at his fields of Kernza. This wheatgrass is a perennial, which means it overwinters and comes back in spring. It's so nice to see some green fields late into November and December and early again in March and April. Kernza grows chest high with roots that can extend nearly 10 feet below ground. So over time, it helps build soil carbon, improve soil health, and reduce runoff. We look at increased rains that we're getting even in western Minnesota. We got a way to take care of that extra precipitation all the better. And Kernza can provide farmers with two crops, forage for livestock, and a grain that can be used in cereal and other foods. So it's promising, but new. Fernholtz is growing a small amount and giving feedback to researchers. He says his main concern is figuring out how to keep yields up over time. But he says growing Kernza for a few years between other crops will improve his soil. And so by utilizing the Kernza, it's just going to make that field much better for my major revenue crops of corn and soybeans. Climate Connections is produced by the Yale Center for Environmental Communication. To hear more stories like this, visit climateconnections.org. Five things you need to know about measles in 30 seconds. The vaccine was developed in 1963, and measles became rare in the U.S. But low vaccination rates are now causing outbreaks that may put you at risk. Measles is highly contagious and spreads easily when an infected person breathes or coughs. Measles can have serious complications and can be deadly. It's also easy to prevent with a vaccine that's safe and effective. Please make sure you and your loved ones are vaccinated. Learn more at nfid.org measles. Sunny in Seattle, radio that positively shines. Hi, I'm Dr. Shelley Flace with today's tip for kids from the American Academy of Pediatrics. If you own firearms, it's your responsibility to make sure they're always stored safely. Hiding them in a closet or drawer is not enough. Kids know where they are. 
Research shows the risk of injury and death is lower if guns are stored unloaded and locked up with the ammunition locked in a separate place. This is important when children are young as well as when they grow into teenagers. For more, talk with your pediatrician or visit HealthyChildren.org. Need help getting started with self-help? You came to the right place. Alternative Talk, 1150. <laughs> Welcome back to Sunny in Seattle. I almost didn't come back in because I'm like jamming out with the music. <laughs> Oh, welcome back to Sunny in Seattle. I am Sunny Joy, one of your first Friday co-hosts, joined by Dr. Alessandra Duke. And of course, Benny on the board and providing the fantastic music as we were telling Benny, he really outdid himself this time. And Benny also, I just noticed in the chat, uh, our Skype chat, just so we give the update, because Halloween is, I know Halloween was last week, Mm -hmm. but we did not get the opportunity to check in with you uh, to find out what you ultimately did for your costume and all of that. Yes. So I see in the chat box some photos. So do you, would you, I'm sure uh, inquiring listening minds want to know what happened with Halloween for you. Sure, really briefly. Of course, it was pretty quiet just because of the staying in place and situation. So everything was just online. We just submitted pictures. So I ended up being Les Grossman, who was uh, the character from Tropic Thunder, who was played by um, Tom Cruise. So I, that's why I've been growing up my hair for like two weeks or two months because of, um, well, he has kind of like a receding hairline that's pretty bad. So I had to do that too. I mean, I have some of that too, but I had to make it worse. It uh, looks so good. I love yeah. these pictures. You shaved your beard. Yes, for November. Oh, mm-hmm. that's what that was for? Yep. So I'm actually in with a couple friends and we're, you know, obviously trying to raise awareness for, you know, mental um, instabilities and stuff like that. And also for prostate cancer. And so we've kind of combined it all together. So basically I went from Les Grossman, which is the hair and to nothing. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, it's, it, it was. <laughs> the, I love it. My boys have never seen me without a beard either. So it was a pretty good shock to them. I mean, they're like, Dad, we wow. want the beard back. So that was pretty. I awesome. like it. Yeah, well, I thank like you. I don't. You look good, Benny. So. That was the first time I'd ever seen you like that either. Of course, your boys have known you several years longer than I have, but still, that is a long time. So that's so fun, Benny. Yeah, thanks. So yeah, doing what we can. That's pretty much uh, my life up to speed in about a you know week's time and uh, five minutes flat. <laughs> <so>. Awesome. <laughs> Okay, so returning to our conversation um, about yeah. where we want to go next, because I'm so happy to hear your updates. And of course, we will continue our Where in the World is Dr. Alessandra for coming first Fridays, because it sounds like this is going to be an ongoing journey for a little while longer. I think so. I think so. And it's it's just been amazing to think about, like, um, you know, I moved so much growing up as a kid and, you know, even looking back at that far back, it's like, oh man, I've been so well prepared for this. I had no idea, you know, all of the moving around that I did growing up. It's like, we have had, we've got breadcrumbs leading us from very, very early times. So yeah, this adventure will keep continuing. Okay. So I have a question that's kind of related to something I wanted to talk about today too. And I actually didn't even put this segue together until you were just talking. And so, um, so that's what I love about you on the radio, Sunny. You're just so good. You just flow. You're good. It is not me. The tapestry is coming together behind (laughs) the veil and we just step into it when we are tapped into the right frequency, I think. So that goes to my question actually. And I was thinking about this 
um, I was sharing the other day we did in the practice your practice challenge, which ran last week and was really a lot of fun. Um, we had a group of there were about 40 people um, who we all came together to practice our practice. And for most of us, that's really a spiritual practice, but it could be any number of things as my interview with Dr. Maisel last week, we were talking about, I mean, he anything from a creativity practice to a meaning-making practice to a recovery practice. Mm. So practice can look like a lot of things. Anyway, we had a really fun time every day for seven days practicing our practice. And one of the tips that I gave during the Practice Your Practice Challenge, because I was dipping in each day with a suggested tip or inspiration on things you can do to improve or, um, you know, really enjoy your practice. One of them was I was thinking back to when I wrote my book and that I was actually doing the writing, I believe, in the summer of 2018. Goodness, I can't believe it's been that long. Mm-hmm. Um, and worked with a fantastic writing coach, Angela Laria. And one of the things before we ever put pen to paper, we had a several weeks of pre- preparation. And she introduced this concept of what she calls the author feeling state. And it was a scale from negative 10 all the way up to positive 10, you know, zero being midline neutral. And she advised that when you are going to be writing your book, you want to ideally be in an author feeling state that is somewhere between like seven to 10, like positive seven to 10, Mm. meaning like negative 10 would be you're in a state where your thoughts are, oh my gosh, I have no ideas. I'll never be able to write this book. I'm a terrible writer. So that would be negative 10. And you are just, your your emotional state is hopeless, apathetic, shame, fear, some of the more uncomfortable emotions that are part of the human experience, but you know we don't wanna live our entire life there. Right. And then of course, the positive 10 author feeling state would be the total opposite end of the spectrum. like. I am, you know, a perfectly aligned divine conduit for what wants to come through. My book is writing itself. I have more ideas than I know what to do with. So on any given day, you're going to fall somewhere between negative 10 to positive 10. But you don't want to sit down to write unless you are in somewhere from like six, seven, all the way up to 10, like that really good author feeling state. Mm. And uh, if you are not in that good author feeling state, Angela's advice was your only job is not to sit down and try to just write, like force it. This is the difference between force versus power. Force being that kind of like, you're like, it just even makes my body feel icky. Power being, whoo, you're tapped in, things are flowing. So your only job is, is to elevate your author feeling state, whatever it takes for you to do that. And everybody's got their own recipe for how to elevate their author feeling state. And so I was thinking, you know, this reminded me so much of um, you when Mm -hmm. you were tracking. And I promise I'm going to land this plane. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. You were tracking when you were making the decision about whether to consciously uncouple and you, you and Kelsey were both making that decision, but um, from your, each of you in your own spaces, but you were doing this in such a way where you were evaluating, um, each day, how am I feeling? Am I wanting to be back in Bellingham together or am I feeling more called to consciously uncouple? And you would notice 
I, I don't want to put words, maybe you want to explain how you did this, but basically there were certain days where you, because of what was happening, either lifestyle choices or events in your life, you were feeling more vulnerable on certain days. And those were the days where you were like, I need the relationship again. Then on the days where you were feeling more courageous and, and called forward, you were saying, no, I think I know my knowing is that we need to consciously uncouple. Um, did I, did I paraphrase you're, you're that? nailing it. It's beautiful. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, so I thought, I mean, I'm number one, I can't wait to see that in book form. And then <laughs> number two, it got me to you're thinking like, intent again. Yeah. <laughs> this is no longer a hint. I'm like pushing. Yeah. You're just like, basically I'm ready to pre-order. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Just put the link up and I'm in. (laughs) So it got me to thinking about getting into, for all things in our life, like making big decisions around conscious uncoupling, writing a book, making a move, uh, pursuing more meaningful work. We need to be, um, not to, to borrow kind of from Angela's concept of author feeling state. I'm like, we need to be in our soul power state like soul as in S-O-U-L or the spirit that animates us, the conscious that animates us, that's tied to all that is. And if we are not in our soul power feeling state, we need to only work on elevating that. And I say work, allow it. I I do agree with Abraham Hicks that when we clear away all the mind clutter, when we're supporting our body, when we're making the right lifestyle choices, and I'm talking about lifestyle in terms of nutrition and toxins we ingest either whether, you know, in the environment or alcohol or drugs or whatever, that we, um, oh, no, I just lost my train of thought because I started going down. But we, we, um, I do believe that when we support our minds, our bodies, and our spirits, when we really fill the the well of the spirit, we are like a top or um, a, not a top, a, um, a cork held underwater, that when we clear the way, the cork will rise to the top. Now, yes. I know there are a lot of people out there struggling with imbalances in their systems and, and some um, mental challenges in terms of depression or anxiety. And so I'm not trying to say that that does not exist and all you have to do is think happy thoughts. So that's a conversation for another day. But I am saying, I think that our nature when we do come in, in a human body, there is the potential for us to have a nature that rises very, or the spirit can rise like a cork to the top of the water when we do everything Mm -hmm. else to support our being in mind, in body and in spirit. And so getting into that soul power state before we, um, have that job interview, before we put pen to paper to write our book, Mm -hmm. before we, start that business before any to have a hard conversation with a loved one, look at our bank account. If our finances mm-hmm. are not in order, like, I just think this soul power feeling state is where we need to be before doing anything. And I feel like the tracking system you came up with for your relationship is mm-hmm. a way that we can really track when we're in our soul power state and to mm-hmm. know what we need to do to support the body, mind and spirit to get into that soul power state in a more predictable on-demand basis. Did yeah. that even? Did that... <laughs> yes. Yeah, because I do think that we are, you know, we we are just so influenced by by our emotional state, right? And by what's happening, whether it, you know, and then we we're making decisions or we're trying to do things or take action in our lives from these from these various fe- like feeling states where if we're not paying attention to what 
what's kind of prompting us or what's causing us to feel more vulnerable or more afraid or more disempowered versus when do we feel empowered? What can we do to create more of that? It's, it's a missed opportunity, right? To really learn yourself and to really, to really see that difference. And, um, and yeah, I, I absolutely think that that kind of tracking system and basically, you know, I just created, you know, little symbols for what each day meant. And, you know, I think it can be about any kind of decision that you're trying to make that you create, like, where do I want to be in this thing today? For example, the, the relationship, is there something else that I feel drawn to and tracking that every single day and noting what's helping you to feel elevated or what's causing you to feel a little bit disempowered. I mean, it's, it's so, it's so much good knowledge, right? Yes. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, and I have a client, another way I think to put this, I wrote a blog about this not too long ago, but I had a client and she's given me permission to use this term um, in both the blog and to talk about it publicly. Mm-hmm. She is delightful um, anyway, but she was talking about how she has what she calls these goddess flashes. That's her word for them. And it's mm-hmm. when she's in this, this, I call, I would call it the soul power state where she just feels like she is resilient. She's like anything that life throws at me when I'm in my goddess flash state. She's like, anything life throws at me, I know I can handle it. I'm inspired. I'm energized. I feel confident. I feel like I I am supported by the universe and I just, I'm in flow and I'm like, Oh, that is awesome. So Mm -hmm. we talked about what is your recipe for creating a goddess flash or what is your recipe for getting into your soul power state? Your tracking system, I think is beautiful Mm -hmm. for figuring that out if you don't know, but I mean, maybe we should just say like, I can share what it is for me. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that. That's, that's something that what I was just having a conversation with a client too. And we called it, yeah. What's that recipe for getting like your, your juiciness or your empowerment back. So I love that you're using that term. What's your recipe, Sunny? So I know this is what I have discovered through trial and error over the last several years, because I will tell you Um, when I was, um, first starting my coaching practice and I had never, I I worked at a big law firm. All I had to do was show up, log onto my computer and write a motion or a brief or a whatever, you know, Mm -hmm. maybe go argue something, but I didn't have to do any of the other stuff, the marketing, the getting new clients, or you do, if you, if I'd stayed at the firm long enough, I would have, but I was just a young associate. Um, anyway, but you, all you had to do is show up and. basically Mm -hmm. be an attorney, not do all the other things. But when you start a business, as you well know, you got to do all your own marketing, your own tech, all the things, unless you have massive funds that you can pay someone else to do, which I did not have when I started my coaching practice. So anyway, I was all of this to say, I was scared to death. I didn't know what the heck I was doing. Mm -hmm. It was building the plane as you fly it, which is not a comfortable position to be in. (laughs) Oh, so I had to figure out real quick, like I cannot be an effective coach or marketer or communicator or writer unless I feel really good. And 90% Mm -hmm. of the time, I just wanted to hide under the covers. Like there were Mondays because I didn't have a schedule because I made my own schedule. I didn't have to show up at an office. There were Mondays I remember in Seattle where I could not get out of bed until 11 a.m. on a Monday. And that's, you know, you're supposed to, this is why I have gentle Mondays because I was so carrying that forward. Um, Anyway, and so all of this to say, I had to figure out very quickly how best to support my being so that I could get this business off the ground and 
um, and allow spirit to work through me, allow that, because when I got tapped into source or God or spirit or whatever you want to call it, that's when I was like, okay, we can do this. We can make, we can, this is going to work. Mm-hmm. So for me, I noticed um, meditation or stillness was huge. And in, this is, well, I will tell you, this is how I came up with the four pillars of soul digger that we yeah. do in the community. So I'll just say yeah. it all falls into one of these four pillars or buckets, clearing the mind, cleaning the body, connecting the spirit, and then taking it to the world. So clearing the mind, that meant getting the right mind management tools like Byron Katie or acceptance and commitment therapy or mindfulness um, to manage the fearful thoughts that said, Sonny, you're never going to be a good coach. This is never going to work. Oh my gosh, you're horrible. Your clients hate you. They never want to come back and see you again. All those thoughts that would go through my head when I was first starting. Um, So clearing the mind, meaning having the mind management tools that cut a pathway through the painful, the the fearful, all those thoughts. Number two, um, cleaning the body. For me, that meant, number one, like, I know now that if um, I drink alcohol, I will feel it for two days after. And I cannot, it's not even, of course, there's a hangover if I overindulge, but even just having it in my system, I've noticed, like, I can't find the inspiration. The words don't come through like they do. The the coaching doesn't flow. Mm -hmm. I noticed that. So I know for me, 48 hours without alcohol, minimum. Mm -hmm. Um, Number two eating the foods that support my body. Cause I have a bit of a gluten intolerance. So if I eat a full, like a whole pizza or something, or even half a pizza and I have all that gluten in my system, let's just assume it's a regular pizza. The next morning, I actually feel like I have an alcohol hangover. Mm. I cannot mm. tap in. So the right foods and intermittent fasting. I sleep, my insomnia that I carried for years finally started to resolve when I didn't eat past, I mean, ideally 3 p.m. Now I don't honor that every day, but my sleep, I have to have good sleep. Okay, so that's number two in cleaning the body, connecting the spirit. I gotta say, the the my greatest connecting the spirit are like a handful of spiritual teachers. A few of them are channels, a few of them are like Tosha Silver, and they just have teachings around offering and aligning with the divine that just fill my well and give me, the, I feel like it is, the, the words are important, but it is an energetic experience as much as it is anything else. So it lifts my spirits. And then, then I can take it out into the world. That's my recipe for my soul power state goddess flesh. Yes. I love it. I love it so much. Okay. I'll share my recipe. Okay. This is a new, this is like my most recent, this is this adventures recipe because I had to like, I started it at when I was staying with you in Petaluma. Mm-hmm. And then because I started noticing that like, whoa, my thoughts were going to start tanking me. Mm-hmm. So I just noticed when all the things I need to do. So very, some similarities to what you're saying, which is like when I'm alcohol free, that mm-hmm. is when I can be in flow because it impacts me for two to three days. If I'm, if I'm drinking, mm-hmm. eating well. Right. But also just on the daily, if, if something's happening and I start feeling out of whack, I know that I need to sit down and write. And I work on my, um, I, what I call now the Holy, tr- the, the Holy Trinity of journaling prompts. <gasps> oh, so, that's okay. That's, you need to like, uh, trademark. Yes. yes. <laughs> so then I'll write down, you know, a few things that I like about myself, a few things that I'm grateful for right now, and then a desire, right? Something that just feels like luscious and good to me to think about so I can kind of tap into like, ooh, what am I craving right now, right? And then um, 
uh, maybe I'll do a workout, always like get out, get some fresh air, do a workout. If I don't have time to do a workout, I do a dance party. So pick one song, go all out, dance it out. So it's like getting into the body, correcting those thoughts and getting them pivoted into seeing, you know, putting on that, that gratitude lens and things I like about myself. So that's my like quickie remedy, you know, when I'm just kind of going throughout the day, if I start to feel a little bit off or if I need to shift energy, but if I'm like, yes, I want to prime me for the best writing, the best coaching, all of that, then you better believe no alcohol, (laughs) eating well, you know, working out, moving the body, dance parties, mindset. That's the, those are the big ones. Yes. That's awesome. And I think each person's body and being, and when I say being, I'm talking the mind, I'm talking the body, including the heart, and I'm talking the spirit, your soul, all of it. Everybody's got a different recipe and it's about playing around with it. Like for my client, she has to be really good with Mm self-care. She needs to be resting. She needs, because there are, you know, various reasons, but um, resting and just taking really good care of herself and being gentle. And then also green smoothies are in her recipe and her inspirational sources are different than mine. So Mm -hmm. it just, everybody has their own recipe. And I, I invite kind of, as we're getting close to the end of the show, I invite you out there to figure out what is your, if you want to call it a goddess flash, if you want to call it a soul power state, if you want, whatever you call it, you know what it is when you are tapped in, tuned in, turned on to borrow a phrase from Abraham Hicks. And this is incredibly important because no matter who gets declared the winner of this election and we go forward for the rest of 2020, no matter what happens with the pandemic as it continues to unfold, like all of that is human earthly plane stuff. Before you go outward into that, go inward, go inward. And if possible, get into your soul power state, get into your goddess flesh state, because whatever you want to see happening out there, you will be your most effective force for change or force for good or force, I say force, but power for good. When you are tapped into that and you are operating, firing on all cylinders of your being. So that's what I'll say in the last of that. So whatever, Alexandra, we have two minutes left. (laughs) Yes, I love it. I love it. And I think that when, you know, so many people say, oh, I don't have time for that. And it's like, look, when you're tending to that part of yourself, it's like more time appears, your relationships improve, your writing improves, your business improves, your, you know, your, your everyday experience improves. So it is worth prioritizing that is worth making time prioritize your recipe, figure out what it is for you. Do it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> my final words. <laughs> yes. I think that, yeah, that'll do it. Um, yeah. Okay. So we will reconnect, um, for first Friday next month and see where in the world is Dr. Alessandra. Um, uh, <laughs> thanks again, Benny, for putting that together. Um, I guess that's about it for the show today. You have been listening to Sunny in Seattle. It was first Friday. So I'm one of your hosts, Sunny Joy McMillan. I was joined by Dr. Alessandra Duke. Thanks for listening, everyone. And Sunny in Seattle, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.